Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Doable Discipleship, the show that helps you deepen your friendship with God, or as we like to say, it's the show that helps you grow. I'm Linda Tokar, and I'm really excited about today's episode. We'll be talking about the stages we grow through as disciples of Jesus and what discipleship looks like in each of these stages. For me, this was something I'd never heard talked about in all my years growing up in church. And yet the more I learned about it, the more it created a really helpful lens to kind of understand my own journey with Jesus. And it gave me hope and encouragement as I kind of got a 10,000 foot perspective on what felt like disjointed parts of my own journey. And it helped me see that I wasn't alone and that there were significant steps for me to take and things to grow in, even in the most confusing and unexpected parts of my journey. So the model we're talking about today is called the Jesus Stages. And my guest today is Rob Jacobs. He's a friend of this podcast, spiritual director, and my boss and friend. So welcome, Rob. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be so fun. I'm super excited for this conversation. So I know this is something that you've been really passionate about. You spent a lot of time studying to understand. So let's start with kind of a broad overview. What are the Jesus Stages generally? Well, generally, I think if many of us probably have met people where we look at their their faith and wonder how how did they get there mm-hmm. how how did they become like that um, how can other people who say they have faith be so different than than me in the way they believe and act mm-hmm. um, and then you might start to wonder well am I wrong or are they wrong are they right. deceived should I change should they change um, do they have something that I don't and a lot of times we come to this place of is this all there is, I mean, is there something more beyond this? And I think that's what we're, when we talk about the Jesus stages, we're talking about this idea that's um, called stage theory. And the the idea is that we move through stages or phases within the life of our faith. And this has a very long history um, inside the church. There's the maturity stages that we know just as as people, like we know the stages of being an infant, right? Uh, being a child, <clears throat> being an adult. Um, adults can have become parents, um, and then we're some of us are at least are familiar with something <laughs> called the midlife crisis, um, and we'll talk about that more. But you know, then there's a th- stage of our life when we're empty nesters, the stage of our life when we're grandparents, and so what we're talking about is just okay, what is the parallel then to that in our spiritual life? And there Mm -hmm. is one. For sure. And so when we think about then a stage is we want to be everything we were meant to be in a particular stage. Um, Because the spiritual journey, um, it involves a process, it involves action, it involves movement, it involves change, experiences. There's stops and starts, there's variety, there's the things that are normal, the things that surprise us all these different and unique um, things that happen in our life based on the stage we're in. Okay. And, and then journey implies more than just a quick trip from point A to point B, right? It's, we're, we're talking a lifetime journey. So it's, it's more than uh, just this quick uh, thing that can happen. You know, salvation is an instantaneous thing, but then the lifelong journey of growing in Christ is this idea of moving through these different stages in our life. So, it's an extended way of thinking about our life in Jesus, where if you think about a trip, it's, it's, you think just mostly about the destination, but a journey is seen as a whole. Sure. It's a, it's a big picture. So it's dynamic. It's not static. And on the way of our journey in faith, there, there are side trips. We might go back to places that we've mm. been before and really loved. Uh, we might try new places we've never been to. But the idea is that um, <clears throat> over the grand scheme of our whole life, uh, we're going from A to B, um, and there's not a lot of repetition. It's, it's this big, big picture journey. Um, so we think about faith, <clears throat> we think about this process in which we let God direct our lives, and we want to let God be God. Mm-hmm. And the more deliberately we choose to let God direct our thoughts, our words, our actions, then more, the more profound that journey will be and how how much Jesus will impact it and affect it. Um, And so this is kind of the idea of stage theory. So it might be helpful then to kind of describe, well, what what do we mean by some of these terms? Yeah, that might be new for some of our listeners. What do we mean by, what's a a stage? (laughs) Right. So earlier I just described kind of, we 
we know intuitively having lived our own lives that there's stages of physical growth. Sure. Um, and so a spiritual a stage is just, it's a spiritual, it's a phase of spiritual and emotional growth. Mm-hmm. So think of being the emotional parent or the spiritual parent mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> or the spiritual child or the sure. spiritual grandparent. So there's a spiritual stage um, and our emotional growth is connected with that. And then each stage builds upon the previous stage and it prepares you for the next stage. Just okay. like, you know, a, a baby learns to walk and it starts mm-hmm. to prepare them to become a child. The child goes to school and that prepares them for adulthood. Each stage kind of builds on the previous one. Mm-hmm. And, and <clears throat> what's unique, though, about the spiritual journey is that we can go back and forth between the stages. Sure. Um, and, and we can talk about that more later. But <clears throat> the idea is that all of us are at one stage. Mm-hmm. And we, we typically call use the word home stage. So it's primarily the current stage of faith that we're at. Okay. Um, now we can visit stages ahead of us mm-hmm. and we can actually kind of go back and visit some of the stage, uh, stage behind us. But generally we find ourselves in the life of Jesus being in a particular stage. Okay. And in, and in the model that we're talking about today, we call it the Jesus stages. So there's the J-E-S and then we use this term called the wall, which I'll talk about in a second. And that's the first side. And then the second side of the journey is the last two letters, the U and the S. So the J-E-S is the first side. There's the wall. And then the second side is the U and the S. Now, the wall is not a stage. It's something that all of us go through. So you think about like midlife crisis. That's not right. like a stage of life. Yeah, it um, happens when it happens. Right. Most people don't say, "Oh, you know, I, you know, I'm, you know, dis- define themselves by the being in the midlife crisis." They say, "I'm a parent, I'm a grandparent," you know. Um, but the so this wall is something that all of us need to go through, <clears throat> and it largely has to do with coming to grips with unresolved pain in our past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this could be emotional pain, things that have happened to us, things that we, things that happened to us that shouldn't, things that. Mm that didn't happen that should have. Right. Um, it could be, you know, even church teachings that kind of limited our view of mm-hmm. God the Father. Uh, <clears throat> it's often referred to as the dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all have to go through it if we want to move into these deeper stages and the second half of the Jesus stages. So let's go, like, let's think of an example for, for with Jesus himself. <clears throat> so maybe we could say the first stage was, He's born, he's cared for, mm-hmm. he has younger brother and sisters, mm-hmm. right? And then the second stage is he starts to grow in wisdom. I think the verse is he grows in stat- wisdom and stature, right? In so wisdom, yeah, in stature right. and in favor with man and mm-hmm. with God. Right, so then the third stage might be, he, you know, he's growing up. You see him in the temple. I mean, he's, he's amazing, the people in the temple with what he knows. Um, he likely learns a craft from his father. Mm-hmm. And then you see this place where now he's into adulthood and he goes through the wall. And that you might think of like the 40 days in the desert, mm-hmm. temptation. Um, and then maybe the fourth stage, he knows what and who he is here for, mm-hmm. right? So you see, we see him healing, teaching, feeding, uh, really just living out this, this who he is. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth stage, think about like transfiguration. Um, he's in a stage where he only does and says what the father tells him what to do fully surrendered life. He rises and ascends. Uh, so even in Jesus, you could see these stages playing out. Now, was this something, like I say, I grew up my whole life in church and I never really ever heard anybody talk about this. Was this something that you kind of came up with? I mean, how did you get to this place? Yeah, that's a good question. So <clears throat> the idea of stage theory, <clears throat> that's a, it's a modern technical term, but really over the centuries, people have spoken of the faith as a journey. Um, from Augustine to Alred of Raval, Julian of Norwich, John of the Cross, Teresa of Avila, Francis of Assisi, Ignatius Loyola, even Soren Kierkegaard in more modern times, all the way to like modern academics and psychologists, Dr. James Fowler, Eric Erickson, M. Scott Peck. Uh, we've had on our own show, Dr. Bill and Christy Galtier, they're friends of the show. They have a, even themselves have a book around stage theory. Um, Dr. Jim Wilder, <clears throat> there's pastors and theologians have written about this. Pete Scazzaro, maybe some have heard of his book, Emotionally Healthy Discipleship. He talks about it. Mm-hmm. Tom Ashbrook has a book called Mansions of the Heart. Walter Brueggemann, um, a modern day, more modern 
um, Pastor John Mark Comer has talked about this, mm-hmm. that the Henry Nowen, um, just a beloved writer and theologian. So <clears throat> this has been around, you know, for hundreds and hundreds of years. And one, some of the words that were used in kind of the ancient Orthodox faith would be the stages of awakening, mm-hmm. uh, a stage of purgation, a stage of illumination, and then a stage of union. Walter Brueggemann uses these stages called orientation, disorientation, and reorientation. Okay. Um, Henry Nouwen would describe it as <clears throat> the journey inward to find Christ dwelling in us, and then the journey outward to find Christ dwelling among us and in the world. And even the Apostle John, he uses this terminology. So you see in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, he uses the word children, fathers and mothers, and young people. So right there, he's identifying three different stages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Bible talks about this. You know, if you look at like Ephesians four thirteen, 13, um, until we attain oneness in the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God, and we finally become one, into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. And later in verse 14, it says, then we will no longer be immature like children. So in other words, we're moving from the child stage mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. the maturity stage. Um, first Peter 2, 2 talks about this, like newborn babies, where you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the full experience. Again, movement. Um, James 1, 4 and then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. So again, this idea of moving to a places where you, you gain what is missing, you gain what is lacking. So it's, I, I, what we're talking about in big picture is just we're moving from children to fully developed people and that living into the abundance and the life of Christ. And that happens over time. So the Jesus stages is really sort of a compiling and a synthesizing of all of this research and all of this work that's been done in the past, but working around the Jesus acronym. Right. <clears throat> yeah. The, the Jesus acronyms, I love the Jesus acronym because what we're trying to do is follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, Saddleback has five purposes. We have five letters in the Jesus yeah. acronym. So I love yeah, it. it works out great, but it is a synthesis of, of a lot of work of early church fathers, theologians, the, the, and the psychologists and, and academics. Um, so it's, it's kind of synthesizing all of those things. But it also connects just, I think, with what we kind of intuitively know, but never we've seen, but we've never seen it mapped out or explained. Right. But I think we all intuitively know that, like, we do change over time. Sure. And that happens even true spiritually. Sure. So. It's kind of like you said to me earlier, you may never have seen it before, but once you see it, you can't unsee it. That's right. It's like a map. Once you have a map that you've seen before, you, you it's like you're never not going to know that that exists. And I think when you explain the Jesus stages to people, they're like, it makes total sense. And then they can start to see um, kind of where they're at and even mm-hmm. think about, well, what would it be like to move on to the next stage? Exactly. Those sorts of things. It just, it just becomes, it, it helps bring words to what we already feel feel in our, in our, in our heart and our yeah. soul and our mind. Um, and so I think that it's helpful in that way. So let's, let's get into it. Let's start with the J stage and let's start by describing what is a per- person in the J stage like? So we call the joy, the J stage, the joining to Jesus stage. <clears throat> it probably looks like someone who's, you know, a, a new follower, right? Mm-hmm. A, a follower of Jesus. So a, a, in spiritual age, they might be like, we'd say a baby, mm-hmm. um, born again, and some of the words we would use here for this stage is like it's beginning, it's renewing or recommitting my life to Jesus and God's family. So <clears throat> kind of that's, you're just getting plugged into the life of Jesus and Jesus's family, his church. So what happens when you move to the E stage? What growth happens between J and E? What's happening there? Well, the E stage, we call it the educating and equipping stage. It's where a baby moves to become a child. Right? Mm-hmm. So we go from the born again person to the disciple. And here we're learning and growing and understanding uh, correct beliefs, doctrine, theology. We're developing the practices and habits to mature our character of Jesus. Got it. Got it. So then what's S? The S stage is the serving and sharing stage. And mm-hmm. so this is where we become a spiritual adult. 
words like minister and missionary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're serving others using our shape. We're sharing our story. We're involved in kind of local um, outreach. We're involved in global peace. We're we're in, you know we're we're evangelizing people. We're sharing our the our the story of how Jesus has worked in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, sharing the gospel with people, and so we're we're plugged in the ministry. We're leading ministry. We're we're really operating as an adult um, in our in the faith. And I think a lot of what people traditionally think of as discipleship and and almost like the goal is to get to this point where they're serving, where they're doing short-term and long-term missions. Like they feel like that's when they've arrived. And yet then we have this thing called the wall and you talked a little bit about it. Do you want to add anything to what you shared before? Yeah, the wall, again, we, it's, this is a place where we need to work through unresolved emotional pain and all of us have it. It's usually something that happened to us in childhood. Um, but you can think of it as the spiritual midlife crisis. Um, you're the stuck seeker, maybe. Mm-hmm. And this is a place where you start to question your faith. You start processing um, emotions and issues from childhood and other trauma. You uncover and overcome emotional pain and wounds. And you begin to understand the challenges you might have in your relationship with God as a heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this can be very difficult for people. And if they're not, if they're not aware that it is part of what it is to go on to these further stages, then a lot of people start to have a lot of questions and doubt, like something's happening that's wrong. For sure. For sure. This can also be brought on by like a crisis, something utterly unexpected happens or something that you thought you understood just gets ripped out from underneath you and everything is sort of forced into a questioning place again. And some of us were raised not to ask those kinds of questions. You know, it felt almost like you were losing your faith. Yeah, I think there's this, all of us, if we're being honest, we, we get to this place where we start to doubt, like, is this really, yeah. is this really working? And, <laughs> and that's good. Yeah. Like we want to get to that healthy place. Those are healthy questions to ask mm-hmm. because of what it is doing is it's allowing us to ask some difficult questions to kind of peel back layers of the onion of our life that will prepare us to move on to these deeper stages. But we have to go through this stage. We have to do the work mm-hmm. uh, of moving through these things and dealing with some of these things so that we can go on to these deeper places. Yeah, I would imagine that there are people that get to the wall and they either get stuck or they don't have the tools they need to move through it and they just kind of right. languish well, there. Uh, uh, exactly. Well, a lot of times what will happen is people get to the wall and they don't have language to describe what's mm-hmm. happening in their life. And so the story they tell themselves is they need to double down on something from the one of the previous stages. So oh. it's like, I need to double down on church attendance. Maybe I should go to two churches <laughs> or I need, I need another study or I need, you know, I need a new Bible or I need to serve in three ministries. Right. And it's like, and so they, they just, they, they circle back into the J E and S stages, but the, trying to do more, really trying to generate on their own, this idea that they can fix something that they're not, that they don't have language to solve. And then others, unfortunately, what happens is they hit the wall and again, they don't have language for what's happening and they think, ah, I may not believe anymore. And right. so they kind of bounce out of the, mm-hmm. and they, or they bounce out of the church. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times inside, inside church language, we have this term like we talk called the back door, mm-hmm. meaning like you'll have people who are part of the church family and then all of a sudden you kind of lose connection with them or, mm-hmm. or you don't see them around anymore. And so that there's several reasons why that could be, but one of them definitely is the wall. Yeah. And if we don't give people language to understand what's happening, then they're, they begin to think that there's something wrong with them or they're mm-hmm. losing their faith or they mm-hmm. don't believe in God. They don't believe in Jesus. Right. And so they walk away. Or another thing is they'll say, Oh, you know what I really need? I need more red meat. This <laughs> church just isn't feeding me. And so they'll go to another church and the same, the same thing will happen because they have not dealt with their unresolved pain issues from, you know, growing up and, and the things that we need to deal with. And so this is, this again, this isn't a stage. It's something that we go through so we can get to these deeper places. So what happens after the wall? What's the next stage? What's you? Well, when you, when you go through the wall, then the next stage after the stage after that is the kind of now I'm understanding my identity. Okay. And so, and maybe even unity of identity, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. this idea that you're, you're a parent or the empty nester spiritually. Um, 
you're the wounded healer. You've gone through some things. You know what it's like to go through mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. And so there's this deeper intimacy and attachment with God. There's a new appreciation for God's love. It's, it's almost, in a sense, finding your first love again mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and living from the reality that Jesus is in us and we are in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so just <clears throat> this, this deeper unity, this deeper understanding of truly who you are. Um, this acceptance, this authenticity, this identity that comes in this stage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the idea of the wounded healer, that's really powerful to me just because you recognize that from that place of that of brokenness, that's where God is, is using you. And it, now you're not hiding your brokenness from the world. Now you're serving out of that and loving out of that. So. Right, and, and that's one of the things that comes with going through the wall. Yeah. Uh, now you... You have dealt with those things, and so you're able to help others deal with it. For sure, for sure. Now, what about the last S? Last S is the is the surrender, the total surrendering spiritual stage. And I think we all know people like this. You just these are the people who, like, when you talk about them, they're like they just they literally talk with Jesus. You yeah. know, they, God <laughs> talks to them. And so I think we know par- people like this, but they're they're the spiritual grandparents. They're mm-hmm. the elder mentor mystic kind of person. They just. They just seem like they're operating in a different sphere of things of faith with Jesus. And so these are the people that have ceased striving to know. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just, they just know God intimately. Mm -hmm. There's a friendship. Um, There's just a complete fearlessness and confidence in pursuing God in every aspect of their life. They're fully surrendered to God and they live as if they're connected to the Trinity. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they Mm -hmm. talk about father, son, and spirit. like, these are their friends. Yeah. Um, and so it's just those people who are those, those, those powerful spiritual grandparents and elders and mentors that everybody needs, especially those in the early stages, the J, E, and S. We need these mm-hmm. elders, these mentors, these spiritual grandparents to be there to walk with us. Sure. Sure. Uh, and especially even when you get to the wall because they've been through it mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to help you have that perspective so you don't give up in that space and you don't get stuck and you don't head out the back door. Right. So now you mentioned earlier, you know, the five purposes and the five stages. So how does, what impact does a person's stage have on how they live out the five purposes? How did, how did those interplay? Yeah. You know, I think intuitively you would think, well, they might look different at every stage. Mm -hmm. So let's take, for example, worship. So, Maybe in the J stage, um, you're learning to come to church for the first mm-hmm. time. So you're attending weekend services. You're learning Christ- Christian songs. Right. Um, and you're just, you're kind of awakening to this idea of that there is a God to worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you move into the E stage, you start to learn more about the Jesus, the church, and the theology that all that we do is an act of worship. Sure. Um, and that many of the things around us are asking for us to worship it. Yeah. So things in culture, mm-hmm. um, and you're starting to become aware of this. And so, again, that, that you're entering into that E stage. In the S stage, maybe worship might look like you're giving more of yourself through service and the sharing of your story. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is an act of surrender, an act of worship. And then the wall, uh, worship, God is part of your healing. So you're Mm -hmm. worshiping a God that's part of your healing. Um, And then as you move through, you go into that, that you stage and you just feel more of Jesus's presence more and more and more. Mm -hmm. um, And so the, finally the S stage worship could look like there's just, you see God in every aspect of who you are and Mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. And you're consecrating your whole person to love God and to love others. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So that, Loving others, loving the world becomes an act of worship in a sense. Um, so that would be like that purpose through the stages. So let's take a look at fellowship. Okay. So the J stage, again, you're starting to attend church regularly and maybe you're trying out a small group. You didn't even know what small groups yeah, were. Yeah, you're like, like, what like, is this? Okay, so now it's like you've, you, you're, you're now part of the family of God right. and now you're connecting with the brothers and sisters in the church. Um and then in a small group in the East stage, you're growing in your small group. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're learning more about the faith. Um, you're practicing different disciplines, 
again with your small group. Um, and so growing again. In the S stage, um, maybe you're the one now who's starting a small group. Sure. So you're the adult. You're helping to, mm-hmm. the, to, to bring others along. Um, you're using your shape to serve in your small group. Um, you're with your small group going, um, you know, to into just these places of being able to help each other and to serve each other. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the wall, is, this is a place where maybe you're starting to have questions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some hurts. And so this, what the small group can do is help you be a place you can ask those questions yeah. um, and maybe share some of those hurts with a trusted friend. Um, someone in the group and and also the group would be a place where you could maybe be encouraged to um, try counseling or try sure. to celebrate recovery mm-hmm. or just you know or process some of these things with people yeah and then the you stage of fellowship um, you know you're getting comfortable being very vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, to bring others near to Jesus um, and your own vulnerability with sharing that with others and then in the yes stage uh, this just includes a, a deep intimacy and a close friendship with Jesus, but others. Mm-hmm. And so seeing that ability to constantly be seeing people as brothers and sisters and to deepen that love. Um, and then so you're deepening your love of Jesus. So <clears throat> let's try discipleship. Okay. So the J stage here, we're, again, we're, we're hearing the weekend messages. Mm-hmm. We're learning the sermons from mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Andy. <clears throat> we're reading, we're learning to read the Bible. We're just going to start, we're starting to pray. So we're just starting to figure out what it means to be in the life of discipleship. And then we move into the E stage. It's, you know, you see people who are taking classes, like going to class 101, 201. They're learning and growing through mm-hmm. curriculum. They're, they're reading books. They're listening to podcasts like this one. Sure. Um, they're trying the habits of Jesus. Um, and then over time, they become moving to that S stage. And so now they've like taken class 301 or 401. They're maybe even teaching a Bible study to their small group. They're, um, <clears throat> they're just a person who can answer questions. They're sure. a resource. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're becoming someone who's wise in the knowledge of the word and theology and, and the life in Jesus. And now on the wall here, we have to again, deal with our unresolved emotion and any of those that are blocking your joy of the presence of Jesus. And you're probably learning about some of the attachment issues uh, that you, you may have been struggling with from, sure. you know, growing up and, and the, just learning about the different things that come along with some of the pain that, uh, <clears throat> that comes from, you know, the, the things that happen in your, in your life. And then as we move through the wall into the you stage, we're, again, we're learning to value silence and solitude here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally in the S stage, it's this place of contemplation, just a deep um, sense of just being um, able to sit with Jesus um, and and hear from him and, and just this mutual place of conversation, just deep, deep contemplation and just presence there. Kind of like what we imagine the church fathers. Like when we think about these holy church fathers, you know, contemplating quietly for hours and hours, like yeah. that's where they're getting. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, I mean, it's, that's pretty hard to do in our world for right. sure. But, you know, it's these are the people that you see who are just, they just think so deeply mm-hmm. with Jesus, not yeah. just about Jesus. They're thinking with, with Jesus. With Jesus. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good clarification. So now in ministry, uh, let's go to the J stage. So this is a place where they're beginning to volunteer. They're figuring out that, you know, hey, the church needs me. And yeah. so this, yeah. uh, they're, exp- you know, think of like a little kid learning that like, oh, I can help mom and dad. You know, sure. it's like, so there's this beginning thing. Um now in the E stage, we probably are serving in a ministry. We found a group of people mm-hmm. that we like being with. We like a, there's a ministry we like. Um, the S stage probably looks like we're serving and leading in that ministry. I mean, we've really dialed in our shape. We know mm-hmm. we know what what we're uh, the shape that God has given us, and we're and we're using all that um, really well for the church. And then when the wall for in ministry looks like discovering that you lost part of your identity in your ministry. Yeah. Uh, So instead of finding your identity in Jesus, you're finding it in your ministry, which is common for many people. So again, none of these are bad. I think that's important to say. None of these are bad. All of these are in Jesus. Yes. Right. So 
if you're at the J stage, you don't beat yourself up to say, I'm not at the S stage yet. It's like, no, you're in Jesus. And it's like, you know, little kids will be like, I can't wait to be an adult. But it's like, there's nothing they can do to make that happen. Right. They have <laughs> so, to just keep growing. Right. So that's why the Holy Spirit's so important in this. So again, the wall and ministry, it's, it's when you realize that maybe you're putting your identity in your ministry. Mm-hmm. And as you come out of that, the, the you stage, um, that pain has become actually part of your ministry. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And this is uh, so common here. Um, you know, we've all heard the saying at Saddleback that God never wastes a hurt. Mm-hmm. And so this is what, what that looks like. And so you see people go into the counseling ministry or they lead support groups. Um, they start to mentor people, that sort of thing. And then in the S stage uh, of ministry, they, these are people who are totally available to follow the Holy Spirit's leading into new and different places mm-hmm. to serve new and different people. Um, these are the people who their ministry, they can actually bless their enemies. Yeah. Um, and so these are just very available people. And the, the final purpose mission, the, the first stage, the J stage, it might look like telling friends about how you came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, then the E stage might look like, well, you know, serving in local outreach, doing local peace, mm-hmm. um, inviting friends to church, you know, um, <clears throat> being focused on how you can grow as in your ability to share the gospel and, mm-hmm. and do evangelism and mission. The S would look like um, someone who's maybe sharing their story frequently. It's part, part of their ministry has become part of their mission story, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, these are the people who maybe have done like global peace trips and those sorts of things. And at the wall, uh, we understand how the story is impacted by our past unresolved pain. So our, our, the pain that we, we deal with at the wall becomes part of our story. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that story, as we well know, is so powerful and attracting other people to sure. the church because sure. people see what the work that Jesus has done in you and that like there's something about that resonates deeply with people. And so that our pain becomes part of our story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then in the you stage, the the part that's important is that your story includes the healing that has happened. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, explaining the pain that you're, that you've dealt with or you're going through in the wall. It's no, that actually you go through that and that, that healing that has come from that is now part of the story you get to share with people when you're on mission. Mm Mm-hmm. And the final S stage is your story is becoming more and more his story. Mm. Um, And you're happy to go wherever and to whoever the spirit leads. So these are the people who, it always seems like they're bumping into people who you would never expect. They're the people who invited them to church. They're the ones Mm. who are caring Mm. for them. And it's like, yeah, that's these, these, again, these elder grandparent mentor of the faith. So... Well, the that's, first, how, that's how it could look like in the f- purposes. Now that's, that's amazing because, well, just thinking about what you were just saying, the first words that you used to describe people in that final S stage was surrendered. And their intention of what they want to do and where they want to go has been surrendered. And they'll just go where the, wherever God sends them. That's where they're going because they know they want to be in the center of God's will. So I love that. So <clears throat> as we're thinking about these stages and just trying to identify where we are and and kind of to place ourselves. What are some of the questions that someone in each of the stages might be asking themselves or a spiritual friend if they're in that stage? Right. So I'd say um, if you're in the J stage, the joining to Jesus stage, some of the questions you're likely going to hear someone in this stage saying is, uh, do you know God loves you? Um, mm. Does God love me? Um how or when did you first recognize God in your life? Um, mm. How am I part of God's family? Yeah. And then in the E stage, the educating and equipping stage, uh, one of the key questions is how are you becoming more like Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the S stage, the serving and sharing stage, which of your talents and gifts um, are you ready to share and use? Mm-hmm. Um, in the wall, the... Um, you might be the questions that would be coming up here is has your faith fallen apart yet? 
Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when has it and why did it? Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you questioning uh, your life in Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in the you stage, the understanding your identity, the unity of identity stage, um, a question here is, do you have a glimpse of God's purpose for your life? Um, again, that that uh, wounded healer. Mm-hmm. And then in the S stage, the surrendering stage is, how is God everything to you? Mm. Um, so those might be some of the questions that um, a person in each stage might be wrestling through or thinking about. That's, that's awesome. Another question that I had as I was thinking about this is, how do you move from one stage to the next? And how do you, you know, how do you know when you're moving from one stage to the next? Like what, what would be those evidences of like, you said that each stage kind of flows from the one before it and prepares you for the next. So what does that look like? How do you know you're moving from one stage to the next? Or does it just happen and you realize it when you look back? Well, it's partly that because again, the Holy Spirit's doing the work here, but I would say if you're in the joining to Jesus stage, the J stage, mm-hmm. um, the evidence that you're in that stage is probably there's like a sense of awe because you've mm-hmm. just come to know Jesus. You're just discovering that you're there's this big, you know, church family out there mm-hmm. for you. And so, but it's also an understanding of your need mm-hmm. uh, that it's like once the light turns on, you realize like, oh, wow, there's, yeah, I've been missing out on a lot. So there's this. Um, idea of there's a greater meaning in your life and there's mm-hmm. a, and just this sense of what it means to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think as you prepare for the next stage there, then it's really coming to an acceptance of your self-worth mm-hmm. uh, to understand how valuable you are um, to, to God and that you're no longer isolated. So this mm. in the J stage, you, you realize that, yeah, you're, you may be a child, but you're not alone. Yeah. Um, and so for the E stage, the educating and equipping stage, here are some of the evidence might look like uh, you're getting meaning from belonging. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This is why being part of a church family and, and, and discovering what that is and being a part of a group is so important. Um, you're finding answers to questions that you've had as you, mm-hmm. as you dive deeper into the Bible and you learn with your small group and those sorts of things. And I think there's a security of your faith here. Okay. Um, and as you prepare for the next stage, there's maybe a little risk taking mm. spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying some new things, and there's this idea that you have gifts and you accept them. Yeah. Um, and then that would prepare you to move then into the uh, the yes stage, the serving and sharing stage. Mm-hmm. Where here, I think what you notice is that there's a uniqueness that you bring to the community. Mm, um, like your contribution. Sure, exactly. And that, but you also have a responsibility. Yeah. Um, and so here we often, we're often looking at um, setting spiritual goals and reaching those goals mm-hmm, and then setting mm-hmm. new ones. Um, but as we prepare for the next stage, um, part of it is letting go of what success is, mm. um, accepting that we're vulnerable um, maybe a loss of a sense of certainty. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be a personal crisis. Sure. Um, or even you start to feel maybe like there's some abandonment by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's evidence that, man, you're... You're moving you're towards moving the wall. the wall, right. <laughs> yeah. So at the wall, there's, man, life, there's life and faith crisis. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a loss of certainty in life and faith. Um, there's a search for direction, it, it seems like maybe you've lost your faith a little bit. That's um, you're, you're you're definitely asking questions. Um, sure. And there may be even like a dislike of going to church or going to group mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and you just like you're starting to feel this guilt about those things. Um, sure. And once you start getting a glimpse into your own broken spaces, sometimes you've got to get comfortable with seeing them before you can feel comfortable to even say them out loud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But then as we, as we do the work in the wall, mm-hmm. we start to let go of our spiritual ego. So this idea that like, man, I had it all together. And then all of a sudden, wait, I don't have it all together. <laughs> I've been a believer for this long. And all of a sudden, this is what I'm thinking How do about? I not yeah. know this? How am um, I feeling this? Sure. So you let go of that spiritual ego and be like, that wasn't even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a thing <laughs> worth having at least. Right. Um, that you seek wholeness through personal healing. Um, so you're, you're doing something to bring the healing there. Um, and that you begin to really see that 
the spiritual journey is it is a journey it's a yeah. pilgrimage it's you know it's it's not just the, these events it's this whole life process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so once you've gone through the wall you enter into that kind of use stage that understanding and unity of identity um, and so here you probably would notice a renewed sense of God's acceptance mm-hmm. uh, a fresh sense of calling there's just kind of a, a deepening calm um, there's concern for others pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you definitely have empathy because of the things that you've, you've just gone through you've, you've experienced right mm-hmm. and then as you begin in the U stage uh, to prepare for the S stage you might notice that you've just kind of given up striving yeah um, you're just not trying to make these things happen uh, that you're seeing God in all of life, that there's a sense of just kind of being whole, mm-hmm. um, and you are replacing fear with love. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. And then in the yes stage, um, that final su- fully surrendered stage is this, uh, you might notice uh, that you're living in kind of a total obedience to God. Mm-hmm. It's, um, and it's not like... Um, a striving obedience, right. but it's just kind of an easy obedience. Um, you have wisdom from life struggles. You're definitely compassionate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're kind of detached from the things that would bring, normally have brought a ton of stress spiritually. Mm-hmm. You're just not worried about those things. You just have a kind of abandon your life to these outcomes that God has for you. Yeah. And you just get to participate in it with him mm-hmm. as opposed to being kind of passive or being like overly active, you're just you know you um, you you are definitely in it with him. Mm. Um, and so one of the terms here, um, it's a it's called passio. Mm-hmm. You're just there's a passivity to God's will. You welcome God's will. Um, others begin to do things for you. Um, you know, a lot of times this stage is connected to age, actual sure. age. Sure. Um, and, and, and we're okay with that. And in a culture that says, do it on your own, sure. we become, you see these people become comfortable letting others express their gifts mm-hmm. as spiritual adults. And, uh, much like we see today, like the, you know, children start to take care of parents and, sure. um, they bring their wisdom and their character as an offering, mm. maybe the final offering. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they begin to think about the end of their lives and they see the end of their lives as a gift to others. Mm. Um, and they accept age. They begin to accept diminishment um, without bitterness or clinging because the body becomes diminished over time. You yeah. know, we cannot do all that we would have wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we're in the grandparent stage, we are no longer, you know, the child. Right. <clears throat> so, wow. I just, I feel like even as you were talking about all of these different stages, and I just keep thinking about how the body of Christ is enriched by having people in each of these stages. Like the energy and excitement of a brand new, like somebody in the J stage, they are on fire. And you need them because they remind you when you've gotten into the rut of maybe that first S and you're serving and you're doing your thing, maybe you're not thinking about that initial joy of I'm forgiven, I'm loved by God. And so they bring that, but then the people in the the second S stage are bringing wisdom and they're bringing experience and they're bringing the hope of of surviving through some of the harder things. So it's just... It's crucially important. You know, I could say, I'm not going to say, oh, here's what stage I think I am. That would be, yeah. Because then, because the one thing we want to avoid here is comparison. Sure. Because as I said before, every stage is in Jesus. Mm -hmm. The fullness of Jesus is in every person and in every stage. So just because you're in the surrendered stage versus the joined with Jesus stage, you still got all the same amount of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not what we're, that's not what this is about. So this there's nothing about comparison or striving to get into places. What it's for is for us to understand that over the course of our spiritual life, we will find ourselves in these different places. Mm-hmm. And if you have a map that says, "Ah, this is this is what it means." I'm feeling this way and this mm-hmm. is because I'm probably in this different stage than I was previously. Great. 
right? Yeah. You know, it's like you don't really notice yourself growing up as a kid. And then one day you do. Yeah. And then like for me, I don't really notice myself getting older, but you know, I got a pair of reader. <laughs> I got a pair of reading glasses right here. Cause it's like, turns out that snuck up on me. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what the Holy Spirit's doing here. Mm -hmm. But I think when we give ourselves a map, then we can see, well, how do I get to participate in that? Mm -hmm. And what things do I get to look forward to? Because mm -hmm. there is so much to look forward to. And I think the other thing that's important to remember is that for many of us, for many, many, many of us, we are very comfortable with the joining to Jesus, the educating and equipping stage, the serving and sharing mm -hmm. stage, that that baby child adult stage, that born again, disciple, minister, and missionary. Yep. It's the dealing with the pain stuff that for many of us is like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Yeah, or I'm not hard. even sure what that means. And, and that's okay. But there are, there are things that we can do um, to, to work through those things but that there's something more. There's something beyond. So if beyond. you've ever gotten to the place where it's like, I've been serving, I've been on mission, I've been, mm -hmm. I've done all the classes, I've been in a small group for a yep. long time, I'm, I've heard all the sermons, I know all the jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you start to think, is there something more? This paints a picture that says, yes, mm -hmm. there is. And I know for me, when I first, the first time I went through the wall, it's like you're working on these things. And I, I, part of my, journey through the wall was doing a, C, a CR step study. So mm -hmm. celebrate your step study. And I'm, I'm, I was just, you know, doing the work of showing up and, and, and doing what's required of being in the study. And then you just start to notice things And the way I would describe it. It's like there's a wall and all of a sudden a hole appears in the wall and mm -hmm. light from the other side shoots yeah. through the wall and you go, Whoa, there's something. Yeah, on there's the other something side over there. So that question of like, is this all there is? No there's more, mm -hmm. there's more Jesus. So like the old C.S. Lewis line from the Chronicles and Aries is further up and further in, you know, it's, there's that reality for us. And I think that should get all of us excited, no matter what stage we're in, especially mm -hmm. if we're in, if I'm just, if I'm just a new believer to think, gosh, you have a whole life mm -hmm. ahead of you of all these different stages. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, the passage you read at the beginning that talks about the fullness of Christ, we don't even, most of us settle for far less than what God has for us. But part of it is that we just don't even know what questions to ask. We don't even know what to imagine that there might be. And right. so I just remember the first time you and I started having these conversations and realizing I was in kind of a tough place at that, at that point. And you were pushing me. It was like, do you see the light poking through? Like, there's more. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Keep pressing forward. And it was really helpful, but it also pointed out, I don't know that I would have gotten through had I not had a spiritual friend that was able to kind of believe for me when I was like, I think I've lost it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, I can remember some of those conversations you and I had. And I think one of the things that I always remember was the idea that the questions you had felt like, Ooh, am I allowed to ask Yeah. This? I was like, well, Jesus already knows that you're asking it. So, and he's not afraid of that. And so that's all a spiritual friend is. It's just someone yeah. who's sitting with you and praying for you and being like, I don't, yeah, you can ask that question and let's see what Jesus has to say about it. Right. Because, you know, we're not experts. So it, we're, you know, the role of all of any of us is to not tell a person who's in a, maybe in a stage behind us is like, I have this all figured out. Yeah. Let me tell you what to do. It's just to like journey with them. Yeah. And be a model for what's possible and where they're going to go. So mm -hmm. we, you and I both know <clears throat> someone on staff who we're friends with. We just think like, she is amazing. She, right. is, <laughs> she is the epitome of the final S stage. Yes. Fully surrendered. Just this mentor, elder, mystical, mm -hmm. just amazing. Just she communes with Jesus. It's yes. just so amazing, right? And it's like, well, I may not quite be there yet, but she comes alongside of us mm -hmm. and she models for us what that looks like and yeah. gives us like, guys, this is where you're headed. So just keep going, keep going, you know, and you don't have to force anything because you just keep going. You'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's super encouraging to be around her because she, a lot of times she'll even call out what she sees in us or, or what she sees God doing. And it's like, I want to see like that, but for right now, I'm going to borrow your vision. And, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it. and isn't that what a grandparent should do? Right. Exactly. They, they've, they've, they've 
they've journeyed. They've seen a lot of things. And so one of the other th- ideas, too, that's maybe important to mention is we can go, we can go through these stages multiple times. Mm, so mm-hmm. I've been through the wall several times mm-hmm. and often when i go through i go all the way back to this j stage mm. joined with and then just i just feel like i'm so in love with jesus and the church mm-hmm. again i just feel like that little kid who's like yeah i love the bible i can't wait to i love the church and just those it, there's just sense a sense of like um childhood mm-hmm. uh that's so mm-hmm. fun and um and so again we're not striving to be in a particular stage we allow it to come yep but we want to know that there are stages yes. and to and embrace the beauty of that. We welcome going back, mm-hmm. um, but we also accept that to go forward, we got to do some work at the wall. Yeah. Um, and so that whole idea of like, we can bounce back and then we can, we can visit the stage ahead and kind of mm-hmm. like, Oh, I got a glimpse of that. You know, I'm not fully prepared to live there yet, but that's, you know, it's like the, the first time when you're a teenager and it's like your parents let you drive the car. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, it's, that's okay. kind of cool. kind of check that out. So there's that. But it's it's just to, to really, truly enjoy whatever stage you're in mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. abundance of Christ is in all of them. I love that. I love that. So if if somebody wants to dig a little bit deeper, you mentioned a couple of books kind of at the beginning. I just wanted to circle back. Right. Well, previous on the podcast, we had doctors, um, Bill and Christy Galtier. We talked about, they have a book on stage theory called the Christ stages. Okay. Um, and so we can put that book in the show notes. Okay. We can put the links to those episodes there. Oh, that's two, A two part episode there. Um, and then, uh, there's a, a book called Mansions of the Heart by Tom Ashbrook, mm-hmm. which you could find on Amazon. We'll link that as well. These are two books I think would really help you to ease into this whole idea of stages yeah, um, and stage theory. Uh, and they're great resources. Yeah, because we've covered a lot. We've co- we have. We have covered a lot. <laughs> this is a pretty dense podcast. Yes, <laughs> but it has been a fun conversation. So, friends, thank you so much for joining us. We love you. We'll be praying for you. And we will see you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week